0: I'm Anne. And I'm Lita. And this is Vodka Lemonade Stand. Cheers.
1: What's the latest? What's new? Oh my gosh. Well, a lot of shitty things happened this week, and we're not going to talk about any of it. We're going to talk about none of it. So I think what we want to start with is the disillusion of Fifth Harmony.
0: Oh yes. The dissolving. The
1: dissolving. The disharmony. The disharmony. <laughs> <laughs> when Ann and I were joking about this earlier this week, we were sort of I don't know, playing around with some <laughs> s- some alternate names for Fifth Harmony, um including Disharmony mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. No Harmony. No Harmony. <laughs> um because yeah, they've announced that they're going to pursue their own solo ventures. Yeah, what do you think? I think it was it was
0: time and because I feel like once Camila Cabello goes off to do her own thing, releases her album, and it's really good.
1: It was really good.
0: Like, we yeah. saw the same pattern with One Direction and insane yeah. Like, you're kind of only able to carry on a group act that loses one of its group for so long.
1: I mean, I think in the case of One Direction, had they wanted to keep going, they would have been able to keep mm-hmm. going. Like, mm-hmm. even though Fifth Harmony is really popular and has had a lot of hits, they I don't think would have had the longevity that One Direction could have had had they decided to keep going. Mm -hmm. Um, I think of Fifth Harmony
0: every time I work from home.
1: Oh, Bless that! It's a classic. It's a classic. (laughs) Although I do wonder, because the thing that's different between Fifth Harmony and One Direction, and you could come up with all sorts of reasons as to why this is, whether it's, you know, sexism or just like different audience or whatever um but they individually don't have a lot of name recognition mm-hmm. I think the only reason Camila Cabello did was because of the Shawn, of Mendes, the Shawn song. Mendes song I know what you did lo- no not I know what you did <laughs> no, isn't no it? it is it is I know what you did yay <laughs> I know what you did that summer yeah um, so I'm uh. like <laughs> i'm a little oh my god (laughs) we've had some drinks um okay just like you haven't even had one and a half yet (laughs) and shut up (laughs) okay anyway i don't think any of them really have any name recognition Mm, i could not name a single other memory lauren that's all i know there's a there's a girl named lauren I feel
0: like you just threw out a name out no, there and No, <laughs> get, I bet I didn't. And the other ones are Emily, <laughs> Megan, and Ashley.
1: No. I'm going to look it up and I'm going <laughs> to feel vindicated by this. Um Just
0: because the fact that there were four Laurens on the last season of The Bachelor alone, you, it was, there's it was Camilla be and four in a group Laurens. of any women.
1: That's the na- Okay.
0: There was a Lauren in my sister's oh my bridal God, party. I
1: had no idea. Okay, so Allie Brooke. Um, Allie, okay. Someone just called Normani, that's oh. all. Normani. I
0: like I like a good, interesting Dina name.
1: Dina Jane and Lauren. I'm not even gonna try her last name. I'm
0: gonna, I'm gonna see if I want to attempt. Oh yeah, I wouldn't try that either. It starts with a J. Starts with a J. Lauren J. Um,
1: but Lauren was the only one. Like I've never heard the names Ali Breck, Normani, or Dina Jane before. Mm-mm. Um, and I'm pretty dialed in. So yeah. using me as a barometer, like that's not promising. Yeah. R.I.P. 5H. <sighs> R.I.P. 5H. It was a slow and steady death, and we all knew it was coming, but we're still kind of sad about it. Yeah. But
0: I still love that Camila Cabello album.
1: It's a good album. I was listening again album. the other day, and
0: I was like, oh, man, there's going to be so many summer jams on this. So.
1: She's touring with someone. Who's she touring with? I don't know. Tour. The first thing that comes up when you search her is age.
0: Because mm, she's, what, 21? 20?
1: um 19 something oh yeah she's opening for taylor swift oh yeah with um are they friends i guess they must be well i don't know if they're friends but like they're definitely in the same world yeah you know and like it's probably really good for both of them because yeah. they have pretty much the same audience but there's a lot of overlap there there's a lot of overlap but camille might bring in younger mm-hmm. people because mm-hmm. taylor's fan base is probably at this point like a little older yeah um, just because she's been around so long. Okay, my cousin must have told me that because I have had zero interest in Taylor Swift's tour and she <laughs> signed up for like the VIP yeah. um, notifications.
0: I like to think that Taylor Swift's latest video for Delicate.
1: I didn't even watch it. Good, don't
0: bother. I didn't watch um, it. That, I feel like it's the it's a narrative in which the ghost of old Taylor haunts an old hotel a la The Shining. And I was just like, not oh, That sounds dumb. Yeah, the framing is that like she's invisible and it's like dancing around this hotel and nobody can see her and I'm like, "Oh, Taylor, can you hear us?" Oh my
1: god. Oh my I d-
0: Anyway, we're moving past it.
1: We're moving past it. Let's talk
0: about other artists that we like more.
1: Oh my gosh. Okay, so Shawn Mendes, <laughs> Shawn Mendes released his yes, um he did. first two singles. Mm-hmm. Um and one of them, I really like. The other one, I like a little bit less, but I yeah. still love We're on him. the same page. Yeah. I saw him in concert mm-hmm. last year. It was amazing, mm-hmm. as you might imagine. Um, Were you the hmm? oldest fan there? I was probably one of the oldest people there who wasn't a mom. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I, think uh-huh. I, I think that's probably <laughs> pretty likely. Uh, but... Oh, my gosh. It was still so much fun. And I actually Mm -hmm. really like Charlie Puth, who opened for him. Mm So I know he's weirdly polarizing. I don't know what people have against Charlie Puth. Um, I
0: like him more than I like Ed Sheeran, but I still am not here for it. Oh, I really like Charlie And maybe it's just there wasn't that spark. Or maybe I'm thrown off by his eyebrow. I don't know.
1: Oh, the thing about Charlie Puth that I always remember is, oh my god, it was either the Grammys or the VMAs, but when I was living in Eugene, my cousin and I were watching, whichever one it was, and um, Charlie Puth and Megan Trainor did um, kind of like a mashup of one of his songs, and then that one song that they sing together right they sing a song together. that sounds right that's right I believe you uh, this was a long time ago um and uh oh yeah it's the Marvin Gaye song Mar- mm. let's Marvin Gaye and get it on um I do like they that do song. sing together It's I like that catchy song. as hell um and so they were singing that and at the end they look at each other and then grab each other and make out for like 15 <gasps> seconds so I know
0: about Junie from Spy
1: Kids Oh, this was way before. <laughs> this was like several years ago. Um, this could have been like 2015. Mm-hmm. Um, before her engagement to Junior yeah, Spy Kids. Yes, exactly. Um, also, Alexa Vega, Becca and I are rewatching Nashville, or I'm re-watching Nashville with her. She's mm-hmm. watching it for the first time. And I was like, yeah, Alexa Vega is going to be there later. And she was like, who's Alexa Vega? And I was like, the girl from Spy Kids. How do you Spy not Kids? know who
0: Alexa <laughs> and, Vega is? and. That's like not knowing who Christy Carlson Romano is.
1: Mm, maybe yeah i mean i was more offended because sleepover is one of my favorite mm-hmm. movies of all time Alexa, you know it's a classic anyway um they make out furiously Damn. for like 15 20 seconds and Shade and i are just like what's happening like what is this and then the next day like all of the fallout happens and charlie Puth oh was like yeah i don't really understand like people think we're together now because you like, made out in front know, of a whole bunch I know, of people and it's like and it's like really inconvenient cuz I like have this girl that I'm trying to like you oh, know Oh well you should have thought of
0: out where I you know, made out with like, <laughs> a trainer
1: and It was so dumb but it was like some of the craziest making out I remember Dang. seeing
0: from like you a know clip. real people there's a clip right yeah. oh okay. yeah I'm for sure clip. we'll
1: watch it after <laughs> um anyway that's that's my fun story about charlie Pooth. it'll make for up, up for all
0: the making out that we wanted to have happen in the originals and Shadowhunters ah! today that ah! didn't happen we've been tortured just a chased forehead kiss oh god oh, so dissatisfying we'll get there we'll don't get worry there. about it <laughs> so sean mendes Oh, right. What was wow. the song that we, we both
1: love? We love In My Blood. I do. I love it's it. like a Sean mm-hmm. classic. Mm-hmm. It is it's so, so sad. It's so good. <laughs> it is so
0: like, it's so Sean.
1: It's, yeah, it's really good. I don't really know what's up with the other song. Um, Lost it's in Japan. Different.
0: It's a, it's a change in style. And it also, I mean, I don't really like love songs that are obviously directed at a very specific person because I can't pretend that it's me.
1: Mm, that's fair. Also, I want to circle back to the speculation about Sean Mendez's sexuality. Mm, but first, mm-hmm. I want to ask you what your top three Sean Mendez songs are. Okay.
0: Stitches is my of number course. one.
1: And cries whenever she hears Stitches. I
0: genuinely have to occasionally pull my car over to the side of the road and cry safely for the extent of the song before I can resume driving.
1: It's, like, pretty intense.
0: Yeah. So, I love it so much. Um, and I think... In My Blood is skyrocketed to number two because okay. it's got that same just like, oh, sad. It is on my Shower Cry playlist. Uh, I, the most recent edition. Okay. And I did make use of that playlist today. So everybody knows. Um, and my other favorite Sean Mendes songs. I wonder if it's literally just all the sad ones. I, I think I like There's Nothing Holding Me Back.
1: That's a classic.
0: It's a little bit more exuberant to balance out the the sadness of the other ones. Um, Treat You Better, I do like, and I identify with, like, the jealousy of it, but it does feel like it's treading the same ground as that Taylor Swift song. Oh. Um, Which I forget the name of, but it's the one where, like, I wear short skirts. No, she wears short skirts. (laughs) I wear T-shirts. Oh. uh, Which you you can wear together, by the way. You belong with me. Yeah. So I do, I still okay. like it, but there's a holding me back. Bumps ahead.
1: Okay. Um, I know two of mine. Two of my favorite songs are from his first album. One is Kid in Love, and the other is I Don't Even Know Your Name. You love those
0: deep cuts. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> I, you went to his concert.
1: I, I like the first album better than I like the second album. I feel like
0: I need to spend some time with it. You should. I, 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 I love spend, the first I, most album. Most of the time I spend with Sean is on the radio. Oh. So I really got to immerse myself. I literally can
1: show you, I have a playlist that's called Sean.
0: Mm, perfect.
1: Um, and then I think my other song, um, if I went with like an upbeat favorite, it would be Honest mm. from his second album. And if I went for a not upbeat one, I would say Act Like You Love Me from his first album. Ooh. I sing that one when I play the guitar sometimes. Oh, nice. I know. It's like a good do you ever, song. Do you that- ever
0: dream of doing a guitar duet with Sean?
1: No. But maybe I will now that you've like put it now in. Now that my I've suggested head. it.
0: Well that's that's gonna be your dream tonight. You're welcome. I'm
1: oh, Sean. right. Okay. Circling back to because this will actually lead into our next topic, which is Love Simon, Anna and I finally mm-hmm. saw Love mm-hmm. Simon. Mm-hmm. Um but on Twitter, Love Simon made some sort of like promotional graphic and they tagged Sean Mendez yeah. and they said, Sean, there's nothing holding me back. Love Simon, Love Simon, and Ira Madison of the c- Crooked Conglomerate. Mm-hmm. Um, Keep it is his. Keep it is show. his is show. Yeah, um, he called them out for.
0: Yeah, like implying that like Sean was, he was in a closet. The closet case. Which yeah, which I don't think was an implication that the Love Simon marketing team thought of when no. they made that graphic. I'm I think sure they're they just didn't. trying to appeal. Yeah. to any hashtags and and public figures and influencers that are going to get the Gen Z people in them seats. Yeah. But also
1: like audience crossover, like it it would be exactly the same audience. The people who love
0: Shawn Mendes love, love Simon. Yeah. That's just true. I
1: mean, look at us. (laughs) That's just true. Look at us. Um, (laughs) And honestly, I had never thought about Sean Mendez's sexuality before. And mm-hmm. then Anne and I had a conversation about it in the car when we were driving home mm-hmm. from Love, mm-hmm. Simon. Mm-hmm. What, was our t- what was our, like, conclusion? Takeaway
0: was, you were like, do you think there's anything to that? And I was like, I don't, but also my gaydar is oh, really, yeah. really, really, really bad. In fact, it's mostly, like, 100% of the time wrong. So, you know, it. my opinion doesn't... Influence reality.
1: That's fair. <laughs> or reflect reality. I mean, I have really good gaydar. This was something that we talked about. I called Harry Styles' bisexuality back in like 2012. Mm-hmm. Which
0: also isn't official, but it's, be- oh my God. it's basically official.
1: It's, he wears fucking pink Gucci suits and flounces around. He
0: has a cover of the song Girl Crush. He does. That's literally about like having a crush on a girl. That's really just an expression of your crush on the, the guy the girl's dating. Mm-hmm which been there
1: yeah.
0: uh so come on
1: yeah it's i mean whatever anyway sean Mendez. neither of us have really taken a lot of time to think about it i mean if he's gay if he's bi whatever
0: we love him no you matter know what. We all love the power no to you what.
1: sean like you're a baby he's still like i don't know 19 yeah 18 19 Ugh. like just fresh face he's so young so him. let's give him some time. And he's spending all of these formative years in the spotlight and mm-hmm. weirdly has no like controversy or no, like nothing. You've never heard anything bad about Sean Mendes. Why would you ever say anything bad about Shawn Mendes? He's well, it's like
0: he hasn't done anything. Amazing. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> you know, like 10 years from now, I'm going to be like, I wish I didn't say that. <laughs> no, but, I'm not going to oh, take
1: it. Oh, yeah. Let's let's cross may our fingers. he
0: remain as gorgeous and wonderful and now. Pure. Yes, forever. Pure hearted. Pure hearted. <laughs> um,
1: so we don't know. We don't really want to speculate. We just want to raise that there is speculation. Yeah. because Based on some
0: clumsy marketing.
1: Based on, but it was before the clumsy marketing. Like Oh, okay. It, I just wasn't aware. Yeah, yeah. It, apparently it's been speculation for a while. I just have mm. never. Is it because he looks kind of like Twinkie? Is that, like, I hope that's not.
0: He all has very it? clear
1: skin. <laughs> is that? He's got that a great is bone a structure. His hair is very nice. <laughs> he does have very nice hair. He's just a teen dream. Well, I know. I didn't look that good when I was no. 18. Like I still looked pretty what, awkward. What
0: is the skin routine that the youth are doing these days?
1: Well, do they just know to hydrate? Skin, well, I just think so much um attention has been sort of refocused from makeup to skincare uh, so probably all the teens are doing their like 10 step korean skincare routine yep.
0: instead of the foundation layers
1: and like not taking your makeup before bed i like i always take off my makeup but i know a lot of people don't
0: i definitely in high school i didn't yeah
1: so now I do. I think that's so I know it. Better. I think skincare has come back.
0: Good job, teens.
1: Uh Gen Z, you know? Skincare game on point. I love you guys, but also I'm a little resentful because we just get shit on all the time. The millennials we just get shit on constantly. Just always. We're killing everything. We're killing every industry.
0: Toys R Us is dead now. I know. Thanks to us.
1: Just- who cares? Okay, <laughs> whatever. I'm gonna get off my soapbox because we have like a real rant we want to do later. Oh yeah, we'll we'll get to. Um, it. And if I don't stop myself now, I'm gonna go into a millennials versus baby boomers thing. That's, be a real deal. Ugly. that's a whole ugly. That's that's so its own podcast. I'm gonna cut myself series. off now. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're gonna talk about Love Simon. Oh, I loved it. I love the movie. I don't even know if I have. Like it's hard to talk about because I just think about it and it. I just have feelings about it, not thoughts, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I feel that. Okay.
0: What, well, what's what's the nature of the feelings? Let's parse it out.
1: Just, like, gentle warmth.
0: Oh. Yeah, like, how does this, what is a, what's another thing that makes you feel the way this movie makes you feel? Like, when you're like, Snuggled up in a blanket you made yourself on your couch with your best friend, watching a silly TV show yeah. like it was today. <laughs> yeah,
1: no, exactly. It's exactly that feeling um, of just—I don't know—comfort and joy. Mm-hmm. I sound so sad. It's like when it your friend takes so a really
0: good picture of you and says, "This should be your profile picture," oh. and you're like, "You're right. It should." Oh, my God. Thank you.
1: Or, like, yesterday I was babysitting, and this little girl was like, I love your hair. And (sighs) I was like, little kids don't lie. Like, that's the thing. Like, they say exactly what they think. So that's, like, the epitome of a compliment. I was like, oh, my gosh. That's so sweet.
0: So it's just got good feelings.
1: (laughs) It has a lot of good feelings. and (laughs) Which is needed, because
0: (sighs) there's a lot of movies out there that will dive into, like, the really intense, like, politics of sexuality and like the conflict that arises there and we there's just not there's was a dearth of just like fun movies about being in high school coming from privilege
1: oh for sure i mean that's, but also yeah.
0: still having like something to grapple with yeah and come to terms with
1: i think that's almost the most interesting thing about this movie and something I realized when we were driving home, um, was that, I mean, his experience and I'm making some like big ass assumptions here, but I think his experience is a lot more realistic now than like the tortured coming out. It's narrative. new. Not it's that, new, not yeah. that that doesn't happen anymore, mm-hmm, obviously, definitely does. but because so much, ugh, so much has changed over the past like decade. Um, I think that's going to become more and more the norm of you're still grappling with something, but you almost don't know why you're grappling with it. Cause yeah, he's, there's this like,
0: and this is a spoilers throughout. So definitely if you haven't seen this movie and are planning to, and don't want to be spoiled, you shouldn't be listening now. Um, Fast forward. Yeah. But (laughs) there was a part where the kind of, it's almost like, for me, it was like emotional climax of the movie in in anger Mm -hmm. where he's so mad at this kid that's out at him. And he's saying like, Like, honestly, it's fine because, like, it needed to happen, but it was my choice Mm -hmm. in about, like, how, where, when, like, all of that, and you took that away from me. Mm -hmm. And that was great because I was like, yeah, because let's talk about my coming out experience Mm -hmm. and how I related to me. Like, I definitely knew telling my parents and my family and my friends that I'm bi wasn't going to cause some huge rift or conflict but I still carried a lot of anxiety about it. And I was like, I don't really know how I want to do this. And I mm-hmm. would, because I'm a planner and I like to plan things out in advance, I would plan it out. But also I, I was like, oh, well, I don't want to make some major announcements. So right. I had to find a way to casually bring it up and it's stressful. So I saw that reflected in the movie yeah. and I liked it.
1: Because I think the one thing we are still struggling with is heterosexuality is still the assumption, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and the movie kind of pokes fun at that. He's like, Why don't straight people have to come out yeah. and there's this whole montage yeah. of kids being like, Parents, I'm straight and the parents like crying. Yeah, I love
0: like <laughs> the way it portrays like Simon just like fun reveries. Yeah. When he's like fantasizing about who his like gay pen pal is. Oh. And it's it's throughout the movie it's played yeah. by different people because he yeah. doesn't know. Yeah. So first of all it's like a hazy like vision of like somebody he might have a crush on. And then it's like a specific person he knows. Mm-hmm. Turns out to be correct. And then it's other people who are, like, incorrect guesses. But you kind of get to see him think, like, could it be them? Do they like me? What would it be like if they like me? Do I like them back? It's very high school, and I love it.
1: It was so relatable in that, like, all-consuming 17-year-old love kind of way. Mm-hmm. Kind of like Call Me By Your Name was, but for a very different reason. Like, that heartbreak was Ooh. such a relatable horrific, but relatable thing. Just and this was the staring opposite. staring in the fireplace
0: and crying. Yeah,
1: this was, you know, feeling totally committed and enraptured and Checking your phone
0: constantly to the point where you're getting in trouble for it.
1: That was something, actually, I really liked about the movie, too, was he was always checking his phone in the shower and getting on his laptop when he got home. Been there, always. And I was like, that's exactly what's happening now, mm-hmm. you know? So...
0: I remember commenting one thing I liked about this movie is it has a couple actors from the Netflix series, 13 Reasons Why, Mm -hmm. who are, like, happy and adjusted instead of, like, depressed and, like, endangered for a change, which was relief because I like those actors. I treasure them. I just want to see them happy.
1: Yeah oh the only thing i've seen nick robinson in is um melissa and joey that show on freeform for i don't know five seasons it went on for longer than you would think it did um and this was a role where he actually got to like do things mm-hmm. so i was like go you nick <laughs> robinson have some like yeah. emotions yeah do perfect. you know i don't know so i thought
0: that it was, was charming also.
1: yeah i poked fun at you guys. I was like you got
0: that same jacket.
1: And you were like, I drove a Subaru in high school, too. So we decided that I either I dress like a gay man or...
0: Simon, Simon dresses, dresses like a like bi a, woman.
1: We're really not sure. And also it's the same yeah i think that i yeah okay let's talk even though this isn't super significant in the grand scheme of things can we talk about their halloween costumes i love their halloween
0: costumes they had
1: the best halloween costumes okay let's go through them so um simon and leah, leah. his best friend who yeah. had a crush
0: on him and was the lead girl in 13 reasons why she has beautiful straight she's eyebrows she's australian she is australian that's crazy you can barely tell
1: I feel like Keenan Lonsdale is also like, is he British? I feel like he's something. Possibly. Okay. Let me look that up while we continue talking about the Halloween costumes. Anyways, their Halloween
0: costumes. Um, it was kind of like a running joke because Simon was uh, John Lennon and Leah was Yoko Ono, but neither of them looked particularly like those people. So they were like, I first I was like, is this like Ozzy Osbourne? I don't, are they the Osbournes? And somebody else was like, oh, "Are you the girl from the Grudge?" So mm-hmm. it was hilarious.
1: Um, Keion Lonsdale is Australian, so they're uh, both Australian. Australian actors are taking over Hollywood. Margot Robbie. Well, okay. So Anne and I were watching the originals before mm-hmm. we started. Um, Haley. Haley and Rebecca. <gasps> Rebecca. Claire Holt is. Um, Claire Holt is with her British accent. Yeah. Because it's so easy to go from Australian to British, yeah, I feel seems like. Yeah, like. it it would be natural. Um, but they're both Australian. Wow. Aust- and then the Hemsworths, like, the mm. Australian actors are just taking over Hollywood. Good like, job. Like, we should watch Keep out. Keep it up. Yeah, I kind of like it. hmm Anyway, sorry, that was an aside. Halloween costumes. Um, The the best one, I think, was Keenan Lonsdale's character, who was post-presidential Obama. So good. It was so he had a lay. He had Just relaxed. The like pastel button-up but shirt. also like good posture. Yeah, that, oh, got great posture. So you're like, so I, I, buy I buy it. I buy it. So good.
0: Um, the kid we're not supposed to like who outs Simon eventually. Martin is that the mm-hmm. name? Mm-hmm. Something pathetic like that. Yeah. Um, Ouch. no offense to all the Martins out there. Uh, it was a Freudian slip, which like it was which played cool. as kind of goofy, but I was like, that's still creative, and I like a good pun costume.
1: It's a creative costume, but maybe if you're when trying you're to impress 16, a girl, 16, maybe you no. shouldn't wear lingerie. And he was trying
0: to impress a girl, and it, no. it fell flat. Yeah, the girl he was trying to impress was Wonder Woman, <gasps> was but not like a store bought Wonder Woman costume. She just like gold tights, mm-hmm. American shorts, a swimsuit. And, like, some jump rope that she got from the store. Like, all the Halloween costumes you made yourself when you were on a budget of $10 in high school. Okay, and
1: the Halloween costumes some of us still make. Like, let's be honest. Yeah, yeah. Let's be honest. Actually, I spent a lot of money on my last Halloween costume, but only because I bought my jacket. But yeah, now you wear that jacket all the time. (laughs) It's the same
0: jacket that Simon
1: has. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, the Halloween costumes were fabulous. Mm Mm-hmm. The other sort of, I mean, there are lots of interesting things, but something Anne and I actually stuck around for most or all of the credits. We waited
0: until the lights came on and they started cleaning the theater.
1: Yeah, that's true. I think we were the last ones in Uh the theater. Mm, (laughs) Awkward. (laughs) Anyway, um, so we're watching the credits, and near the end, there's a line that says, thank you to Colton Colton Haynes Haynes for your assistance. Of Teen Um, Wolf. Yes, Colton Haynes of Teen Wolf, and then more recently, uh, Arrow. Mm -hmm. Um, He got married last year? That sounds right. That sounds true. To a Hollywood florist,
0: which I didn't even
1: know was a thing, but like florist to the stars. Oh,
0: florist to the—that's that's that's gorgeous.
1: Isn't that funny? That's making me smile. My (laughs) cheeks hurt. I know, me too. Um, and so I sort of speculated because Colton Haynes was closeted for so Mm -hmm. long, and they gave him a lot of beards, most notably Holland Roden, his co-star on Teen Wolf. Yeah. Um, the oh, she's so gorgeous. She's Redheads, I, oh, yeah. redheads get me every time, redheads and dimples, man, I, just, oh. For me it's redheads and freckles. Uh, I like <laughs> freckles too, but dimples are, oh. okay, anyway, and then after that, it was Emily Bett Rickards, his co-star in Arrow, mm-hmm. and, who's, who's around? yeah but like they obviously sort of have to be in on it too because they take pictures holding hands and like all snuggled and it like it was so intentional like you that's not it's not an accident that the paparazzi catch you holding hands it's not an accident that you you know take instagram photos and matching you know um and then he came out i don't know i want to say two years ago is that right relatively relatively recently um and so i sort of wondered if they if he had gotten involved one because of his relationship with greg berlanti who does arrow um and who directed love Mm -hmm. simon but also just that he could speak to that experience of yeah um
0: knowing you'd probably be supported but still feeling unsure and not ready
1: yet yeah but i think the thing in hollywood like some of his speeches that he's given, he was like, you know, people told me that I wouldn't be successful or, like, and I don't know why that's still a narrative. Yeah, it's, I
0: feel, it sounds like it's, like, somebody who, like, gave him bad advice based on an old way of thinking, so it doesn't quite apply. But it's actually sometimes the sometimes. same... Maybe sometimes it
1: doesn't, maybe sometimes it doesn't. It's the same one direction logic, too, if you... Um, are of the Larry camp, the mm-hmm. belief that Harry Styles and Louis Tomlinson are in a secret relationship, or even just that Harry Styles isn't straight. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the thing about the narrative of being a heartthrob and how people still think that girls won't be interested we'll if you're not. I know that's the thing they haven't realized, or are maybe love, just starting I to realize. Matt Bomer? Oh my god. Matt Bomer's so hot. I don't care that he's gay. Doesn't even matter. Just, yeah. But they haven't figured that out yet. The like executives haven't figured that out yet.
0: Well, one of understood teen girls.
1: Never. Anyway. Here's where we're at. Um, just just brought a lot of layers into that conversation. <laughs> You're welcome. That's,
0: I mean, that's what this podcast is. It's got
1: it's layers true. like a. I like that you said cake and not onion, because well, Anne and I are it's sitting here drinking lemonade and, lemonade and eating candy, so it's, like, much more on point. Exactly. Um, okay, what else about Love, Simon? I
0: adore
1: it. It's delightful.
0: Oh, it's got Crying Dads, which always made me cry. Mm,
1: there was a Crying Dad and Jennifer Garner. Oh. She plays such a good mom. She plays such a good mom. And the sister being a chef, I was like, this is the most random thing ever, but I love it.
0: Very fun. A diverse cast.
1: Diverse cast.
0: Yeah, got called out in um, Keep It. They are like, it was effortlessly.
1: Yeah, it was.
0: Which was, I think, important because I, early on, like, the pseudonym that Simon's, like, gay pen pal online uses is Blue. And I'm like, oh, it's probably because they're black and Jewish. Because I watched *America's Next Top Model*, and that's what Jake said, or something like that. Um, but I was like, "Well, who is it then?" Because like, there's a number of like Black folks in Simon's friend group and at their school, yep. and it could be any one of them. Like, I don't know, you know, which of them might be Jewish. And there was like a and at the end, like, Oh, maybe it's him. Then it's like, "Oh, it's not him. He was like kissing a girl," but it was in the end.
1: It was it him.
0: Was. Um, I forget his character's name. I wish I didn't.
1: Brom from Graham? Graham? no
0: Egg?
1: no Who? her okay <laughs> give me a I sec think it sounds great like i think it's Graham. uh no it's definitely not um give me a sec i'm gonna find out i, I wrote i wrote love steaming st- instead of simon, <laughs> <Love> uh, simon. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> and She's so fired! Oh my god! I yeah. I apologize on behalf of my co-host. Yikes! Okay, um, Bram or Brom? Bram or Brom? I don't know. B R A M. I don't
0: know. It doesn't matter. Watch the movie. We'll watch it again. Keenan Lonsdale's
1: character. Keenan Lonsdale's character. Um, and so
0: yeah, I was like, I was like, oh well,
1: it's not
0: him. It must be one of the other. Many people of color in this
1: film. Yeah, so that was lovely. It was lovely. Um, Okay, let's think. And they made out on a Ferris wheel. It was so OC. I was like, oh my god. And I got
0: so excited. I hit you. I pulled Alita. I got so excited I hit you in the She arm.
1: did. I'm, I'm that person. I'm always the person who's like, sorry, when I get excited, I hit people and the person turns to me and they're like, Lita, I know. Yeah. Oops.
0: Well, you do, you do like a slap on the arm and uh-huh. flail. Yeah, she did so flail. So it's a little bit more dangerous because one time I got so excited watching Poldark on uh, PBS with my sister Erin that I punched her in the face and I had to apologize. Which I don't normally do because I'm an
1: older sister. Anne didn't punch me in the face. I, I, I
0: slapped
1: you a little bit though. It honestly, like, you just got me back for all the times I've hit <laughs> you. Like, it wasn't really a big deal. Um, but it was so charming mm-hmm. and had, like, serious OC vibes, which I. I Anne hasn't seen I've the OC. Gifts. She's.
0: I've seen most of season one.
1: Have you? Yeah. Oh, okay. Good for you. Um, but I'm referring to obviously the scene when Ryan and Marissa are at the carnival and they're on the Ferris wheel, even though Ryan's afraid of heights. That's like pretty early on in the season, girl. Maybe you, yeah. Anne fell asleep for a little bit in the originals and missed like a really, really key scene. She was like, wait, how did that person die? And I was like, wow, you like took a pretty serious nap there, girl. Um, it's, it's fine. There's no judgment here. There's no judgment here. Um, but they're on the Ferris wheel, and Ryan's afraid of heights, and so Marissa, um, I guess, distracts him mm-hmm. by kissing him. And in this case, no one was afraid of heights, but they were kissing in front of, like, all of their classmates. Yeah, we were cheering them on. Which it was so cute. sweet. Here, oh, oh, my God. This was the movie that Gen Z deserved. Mm-hmm. It was the movie. They deserve
0: just, like, a feel-good film.
1: They do. And, like, the whole LGBTQ community... They deserve a movie where no one dies. Yeah. That's and such a low bar. The
0: stakes are relatively low.
1: The stakes are super low. some
0: real emotions. And there's, you know, teens.
1: Yeah. And, teens. and it's realistic Who because, yeah, in high school, the stakes are generally pretty low. Yeah. Like,
0: like, they feel high with everyone.
1: Which is something you obviously don't realize until you leave high school. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, everyone did look very teen like Mm -hmm. which was awesome because that never happens anymore speaking of the oc yeah god ryan atwood was a 26 year old playing 16 year old or ben mckenzie McKenzie, i guess yeah it was really and then (laughs) he got a haircut in i think the third season and all of a sudden he looked like 35 and i was like guys what did you do also, Ant's neighbors are like hammering or something, so if you if you hear shenanigans, that's that's what's yeah. going on. You know,
0: apartment life, podcasting in an apartment, but at least my
1: fridge hasn't Whatever. Itself. The heater was on for a little while, you might heard that. <laughs> We're just know. like two girls live in life, live in life live recording life. a podcast mm-hmm. in Ann's kitchen. Life. So what else do we have to talk about? Today? Um Should we go rant? Rant slash so Ted Talk? Yes. So Anne named our brand segment.
0: Thank you for listening to my TED Talk.
1: And it's our TED Talk in this particular case. <laughs> um, we're tag teaming this TED Talk because, okay, in um, this week's episode of Keep It, oh my gosh, tie-ins that we mentioned earlier, Ira Madison's um, podcast with Louis Vertel and Kara Brown. Kara mm-hmm. um, Brown? I always mess mm-hmm. that name up. Yeah, it's really hard. Doesn't right. matter. Kara slash Kara. Kara feels right to me. Kara Brown. Okay. Um, They were talking about uh, Cynthia Nixon's run for governor in New York. Mm-hmm. Governor? Yeah. yeah. It's governor, right? Okay. Um, They're getting very excited about it. They are it's getting very excited crazy. about it. They're I mean...
0: going over, like, the reasons why it doesn't make sense to call her unqualified because mm-hmm. of her history of activism, mm-hmm. um, things
1: like that. Yeah. And so... Lewis is like, and it would be so cool because she would be the first LGBTQ governor.
0: Yeah, or first, like, queer woman governor. Yeah. Like, that'd be great. And at first I was like, he means, like, governor of New York, right? And I backed it up, and I was like... No. Know, he just said, he said gov- U.S. governor. Yeah. Which I was like, well, maybe I heard mom. Maybe he said, you know, New York state governor. hmm No, he said U.S. governor. And he got me a little hot under the collar. We
1: were both really frustrated. And I know, gosh, okay, it's it's not like I know every other state, like the situation of every other state's I'm governor. Um, but if you're going to make a claim, like the first, the first yeah. LGBTQ governor, like Kate Brown should show up and punch you in the face yeah. <laughs> because she's amazing.
0: And she's been governor for years now.
1: She's been governor for quite some time.
0: She was like elected governor. In twenty sixteen. So before that she was like acting governor because we had we had a time between governors. We had a governor resign. Yeah. And but she was elected in twenty sixteen. That was like one of the headlines. It's like, hey, a lot of things suck this election, but at least we have a queer governor in Oregon.
1: Yeah. Queer lady governor. hmm And queer, queer governors are rare. And democratic. Like there are not a lot of democratic governors left either. Mm-hmm. So, on, like, three different fronts, she's very unusual. She had a piece in The New Yorker about her. Mm -hmm. Like, she is not, you know, some fly under the radar. She is noteworthy. She is, like, history-making.
0: Yeah. So. And, like, personally for me, someone who's important in my life, because I'm, like, coming to terms with my bisexuality, and I'm like, oh, I'm what if I want a career in politics, how is that going to be received? And I'm like, you know what, it'll be fine, because Kate Brown. Yep. And, like, oh, like, how am I going to talk to my mom about this? Like, what is she going to think? You know what, it'll be fine, because Kate Brown. Because what I said was, I was like, hey, Mom, I met the governor today. And she's like, oh, that's cool. And I was like, hey, Mom, do you know that governor's buy? And she's like, I did know that. And I said, cool, um, i buy too. And she's like, good for you. So that was my, like you know, coming out story and Kate Brown figures into it. So I was very passionate about this and hearing her like skimmed over in this podcast that I do like was disappointing. So I went on Twitter to make sure that somebody had already
1: called Lewis out. Someone had, I
0: was like, I don't need to pile on. It's, you know, it's been corrected. Apology's been made, but it it had me had.
1: And Ira like played on it a little bit. Um, Lewis apologized and then Ira said, Kate Brown is going to replace Lewis in the next episode of Keep It, and it was actually really funny. I (laughs) would listen to... I did too. I was like,
0: you should genuinely interview Kate Brown. Or at least Potsy of
1: America should.
0: Because she is running for re-election
1: this fall. And it would be funny if you had both Governor Browns, because it's really confusing when you read an article about West Coast governors, because both governors of Oregon and California are Governor Brown. (laughs) And it's just... Comical to me. <laughs> it's just confusing. We'll
0: just I don't really him. like their
1: governor, so I would be kind of in for that. Um, sorry, controversial statement, maybe. No, Washington, Inslee. Um but that's totally irrelevant. Jerry
0: Brown has a dead uh, like song written about him that I like listening to sometimes.
1: Random.
0: It's called because he's been governor before. Like, california uber Alice. Hmm. it's kind of fun i think it's dead kennedy's
1: hmm. this is fun facts with lita nan um mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but technically this was our rant segment um so that is our little piece about by erasure and then the thing that actually got me more fired up is oregon erasure mm-hmm. because i feel like people are like oh yeah oregon that like you know, liberal coastal state. I mean, I don't think it's even like Podunk. It's just like it doesn't register. Mm-hmm. People are just like, oh yeah, Oregon, like one of those. Yeah, it's like um, fire, right? And I've gotten in so many arguments with people who are like, oh my gosh, Washington's like so much more liberal than Oregon. And I'm like, they don't even have a Democratic-led state legislature. Like, how can they be more progressive than Oregon? Yeah, I
0: take very, very much issue with
1: that. It's I'd, and like that's been they said a to me. Bathroom bill, like, I know. Get debated on the I floor know well, state
0: house?
1: we had some pretty sketchy stuff get come through our state legislature too. Like it. you can't. I think it's okay. I think the measure is what you can accomplish with your state legislature. Mm-hmm. Like bills that come up, like whatever. You don't really have that much control over that, mm-hmm. right? It's like what decisions can be made, yeah. and the decisions that Oregon's legislature can make are progressive and forward-thinking yeah. and awesome, and Washington can't do that because they don't have the power yeah, to. Yeah,
0: birth control dispensation for 12 months at a time. Uh, insurance has to cover abortion. Uh, great stuff. All kids
1: have health insurance, yeah. regardless of immigration status. Like yeah. we are killing it over here and we don't get enough credit. And I get so fucking mad about it because I'm the one telling my friends in like New York or wherever, like, Oh or my gosh, we are in so many areas, mm-hmm. not every area. Okay. Yeah.
0: Sure. And it takes a lot of hard work because we're not the most blue state.
1: No, because we're, we're very mixed. M- most of our state, like geographically Rural. is not democratic. Yeah. But yeah. Portland just has a enormous metropolitan area so we swallow everyone else. I mean, mobilized. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's true too. So, uh, we also have one of the highest voting rates in the country because we have mail-in ballots. Mail, just saying, 73%, make it 73% make it voting, voting rate. So it's so high.
0: high. You don't I have to wait in line. I vote in my pajamas. I vote at the bar. You know, I vote. Like it's just it. it it's a delight to yeah. vote. Yeah.
1: To be fair, it's like not your fault because you probably live in a state where your legislature is enacting voter suppression. Mm-hmm. Like we know it's not your mm-hmm. fault. Ron Wyden has tried to um, bring the national like national voting. vote by mail so many times. No one cares. Like mm-hmm. there are too many Republicans. Someday, someday, yeah, Ron. No, they absolutely do not want you to vote.
0: No, is not my favorite tactic.
1: They're
0: like, why aren't you voting? It's like, well, there's a lot of beliefs that people don't vote because we put a lot of roadblocks in people's way.
1: Yeah. In Oregon, we care about democracy. So there are no you roadblocks. You can take it to the library.
0: Roadblo- roadblock is you still have to put a stamp on it. If you or take to it library. to the
1: library.
0: And we're trying to remove that one. Maybe go on county
1: by county. Or like go to one of the county drop boxes or like there's... I can walk to the library that's a mile away from my house and drop off my ballot, and that is what I have done in the past two elections. Mm-hmm. It's a mile, guys. Sure anyway, I'm like, like red faced now. <laughs> I've gotten so. So. Org and alcohol. Uh,
0: yeah yeah
1: um but yeah the Oregon erasure really bothers me um and obviously the bi erasure too like Ann and Mm -hmm. I are coming from a very specific viewpoint of being very pro-Oregon and very bi so Mm -hmm. we're we're presenting a united front here um (laughs) but we were both really fucking mad and like texting very aggressively about it (laughs) Um, But that was our TED Talk. You're welcome. Oregon is important. Bisexuality is important. The end. Thank you for listening to our
0: TED Talk. <laughs>
1: okay. Shout out to Taylor well, for
0: being the origin of that meme. Oh my gosh, I got the
1: giggles now. Um,
0: Excellent. That'll be really fun for the rest of the podcast. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Just remember to leave back so I don't have to I edit know, out. Like, I know. I'm know. i trying really hard. <laughs> Sound. Are you recording? <laughs> I oh, think you should it keep is. it in. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, yeah. Giggles. This episode Giggles.
1: Guest
0: Yay. We're, we're going <laughs> loose,
1: folks. This is a loose episode.
0: You no, know, it happened. Uh, okay,
1: so what's next on our agenda? Um, on I think we're talking... Oh, hold on. Let me, like, check my list, because I think we're talking about Shadowhunters, but I don't want to jump the gun if we're not quite talking oh, about Shadowhunters. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um... Me me, 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 I was going to talk about Casey Musgraves, but I think I want to save her for next okay, time because we like went into, oh, my fandom update. Let's do that first. Okay, so this is going to get into kind of weird territory, so just like I mean, roll with us. Back? Okay, Anne has a point there. Um, but a few episodes ago, I jokingly said, incest is in 2018. I'm pretty sure that's verbatim. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and that was in the context of... Was it the originals? Well, I was also talking about Game of Thrones. Yeah, it's, it's a trend. It's a trend it's on
0: television programming and perhaps also fan fiction.
1: Yeah. So the update is, Anna and I saw Black Panther a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, you listened to our episode about it. Um, but I was. You know, curious about the Black Panther fanfiction because mm-hmm. what does Lita do when she likes something? She checks archive of her own immediately to figure out what's going on. Go. Um, and guess what the most newly popular ship is in the Black Panther fandom? And Anne already knows the answer to this question, but pretend like you don't.
0: <laughs> I all my guesses were wrong because I was like, is it Shuri to And you were like, no. Yeah. Uh, and then I was like, um, would it be a Necro you said was- shuri
1: and you say eric no yeah shuri and eric because
0: they're related
1: yeah they are related um but basically all of Anne's guesses had shuri in it so you can I sort of see where Anne is in all of this and i was like no Anne, you're wrong and you I didn't even known. get I close it's obviously eric and t'challa yeah, it was um yeah. hashtag cousin zest. <laughs> Um and I just wanted to provide you that update because you know I kind of called it incestus in 2018. Yeah. At least fictional. We th- we don't encourage no, this in real life. Really in life. Um fiction. Yeah. Fiction. I mean, we were watching more of the originals today and <laughs> I would turn to you every 3 minutes and be like incestus. <laughs> or they had flashbacks
0: to 1919 and so I go
1: can we appreciate that you know all podcasts have inside jokes, right? And ours is about incest. Well, I guess that's our brand. Womp womp. Um, I'm gonna let's, drink. Let's Are we cheering to, cheersing to that? Friends. Okay, there we go. Okay. <laughs> um. Anyway, that's been Lead Us fandom update. Look forward to more of these in the future. Um, and look forward
0: to our um, fan fiction about the originals family just.
1: Going oh yeah, on it's. Each other. <laughs> oh man! Um, but like, she's not wrong. I Have mean, you watched that show? The sex, the, the latent way sexual tension—it's everywhere. The way they talk to it's each other. everywhere.
0: So,
1: we'll talk about the originals <laughs> eventually. We're like just into the second half of the first season, so we'll.
0: And there's like three more seasons to go. There's a new season starting soon. Yeah,
1: the last season. Wow. So we'll loop back around. Just blown away. We just lost our our guest star, Maggie. Hi, Maggie. (laughs) Okay, so now we can safely move on to Shadowhunters. And if you've been with us since the beginning, we talked about Shadowhunters in our very first episode when we were doing our 2017 pop culture recap because Shadowhunters is my favorite, like, combo ironic, non-ironic show.
0: Yeah, i I say I genuinely love it and genuinely enjoy it. If someone's like, oh, is it a good show? I'm like... Ah! I can't tell in some ways ways, I think it accomplishes its goals yeah its goals being adapt a very intricate somewhat silly universe from a book series and turn it into something that people will want to keep watching Mm
1: -hmm.
0: it accomplishes that goal
1: it absolutely does. So the season three premiere was this week. Mm-hmm. And um, Anne can be so grateful that I introduced her to this Bless amazing this show. show. Bless this show. Um, so we just watched the premiere. So you're getting our like pretty fresh take. Um, where do you want to start? Oh, my God.
0: So I want to start with Lilith, who is <laughs> probably going to be the big bad of this season. Okay,
1: you should tell the story about... Okay. Lilith.
0: So Lilith is, uh, in the short sense of the like Shadowhunters universe, Sebastian's like demon mom. Mm-hmm. So Sebastian is Clary's like secret twin brother that was raised by Valentine.
1: I don't and, think they're uh, twins. I think that's... he's older oh, than you know,
0: her. Right, he's older. Well, they're you know
1: <clears throat> they're brilliant. Doesn't matter.
0: Um, raised by Valentine with like demon blood and was like cast into hell or something or other and other also raised by Lilith um and she's introduced not by name at the end of the second season I don't think by name
1: no Um, because actually when I said tell the story about Lilith I meant our story I mean I appreciate the backstory and I'm sure our fans appreciate the backstory um but I specifically meant our conversation okay okay okay, cool okay perfect um she just like
0: arises and, like, approaches Sebastian's, like, wounded body and is like, my son Or whatever she says. Yeah, it was I gross. I don't remember. Um, and I'm like, oh, is it, who's this? Lilith? And you're like, yeah, how did you know? And I'm like, that's like, you know, like, like if there's a woman demon, she's Lilith. Pretty much. Which is the case.
1: <laughs> it is the case.
0: Lilith on this show is introduced um, like, New, just like drenched in black gunk, kind of like if she was Mystique from the original X Men. But like but slimy, dark, slimy, and just ew.
1: she has like a sheen, mm-hmm. like oily. Yeah.
0: Um. So it's gross and it's great. For it's sure. A little, a little sexy.
1: Oh, uh, okay. Yeah.
0: <laughs> 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 okay. Um. She's not gunky the whole time, but she starts out.
1: No, like, she gets hot. Yeah, and
0: so she, for some reason, goes this like. Uh, maternity ward in this hospital and she's all dressed up and she looks like you know a person um, and she's making small talk with this maternity nurse for some reason and he's like oh like are you, you know it's one of these babies here and she's like no I'm there and he's like oh I'm sorry that's, that's really
1: bad and well first she asks if she can hold one of the babies oh, yeah, that's actually, the no you cannot <laughs>
0: that's why they're behind glass um damn no you cannot hold that baby what's up that-
1: Girl. Girl. <laughs> um, and then she's
0: like, yeah, my, you know, my ex-husband, uh, it's his fault. And, and he's like, oh, who, who, your ex? And I was like, Adam. <laughs> and she was like, Adam. <laughs> and you're like, what? And I'm like, yeah, that's, she means the Adam, like of Adam and Eve. That's
1: so dumb. So
0: it's very dramatic. It's so dumb. our big bad is like the, you know. Castaway. Yes, Lilith. Mm-hmm. But I'm here for it and I'm entertained. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah, she's like mother of all demons.
1: So yeah, I mean later on Clary kills one of her demon babies and she has like (laughs) yeah, she has like a pained reaction. And I'm like, suck a dick, Lilith. Like (laughs) so sad. Yeah. Whatever. Okay. Other things we want to appreciate. So all I've wanted, Anne, and Anne knows this. Is I want people to bone because on one hand, I mean not like as a general rule that would be weird. I I just want people to bone all the time. Um, Okay, see that's the problem is Ann and I like obviously the show wants us to ship Elijah and Haley, and and we've been waiting for it and we've been waiting for it. And every time you think they're about to kiss, they don't. And it makes me so. Yeah, we get so mad. Um, I
0: really, I think I beat up my couch before. Yeah,
1: I wouldn't be surprised, honestly. Um, and then we're watching Shadowhunters, and Clary and Jace now know that they're not related, so they and the they can. And he's been brought back from the dead, so he's not dead. Uh, so, yeah, it's like free to go to bone town, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, and take it to the bone zone. They still haven't, because he had this weird dream where he stabbed her.
0: Yeah, and Sebastian was there. So Sebastian was then, there. There's a lot of blood involved. It was gross. Yeah,
1: and so near the end you like thought they were gonna bone and he was like actually i just want to hold you and it's like oh that's kind of sweet but also mm-hmm. no, no, no we because they had this really really sexy uh like foreplay fight There's scene oh my sweating. gosh it was so good and nothing no boning zero boning and
0: also zero boning from like
1: Everyone Malik. else. Malik situation. No boning from Malik. A lot of good communication.
0: Good communication. But,
1: um, no so no one's, no one's boning because Simon was with the Seelie Queen who looks like she's 11. Yeah. So you yeah. can't go there. Uh, she wants him. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And then Raphael is ace. So, like, he's she's not going to bone anyone anytime soon. Yeah. Her. Oh, my gosh. He was, like, giving a tincture to yeah, a girl. Was,
0: yeah. He lied to Magnus <laughs> and said that he needed a tranquilizer because mm-hmm. he can't sleep mm-hmm. because his last living relative like whatever or is dying and i'm like i don't buy it um but he's like kidnapped somebody i think I don't know.
1: we don't know we have no idea what's happening we just know that he fed tranquilizer to a girl yeah and it was real weird
0: very sketchy
1: yeah I mean, he was super sketchy first season, and he made some, like, questionable decisions second season, but we also saw a lot of genuine emotion and vulnerability from him second season, and maybe this is, like, a, this is, like, a, um, I don't know, like, bounce back, like, Izzy rejects him, and so he's, he's so he does something fucking weird. Sorry, that was my ankle cracking. Um yeah we don't really know what's going on there um luke gaslights his police partner because she figures out that werewolves are a thing and we find out that she has gotten attacked by a werewolf several years ago Hmm? and is not a werewolf yeah we don't really know what's up there um and she's like you have to like tell me about werewolves and he's like oh you're so crazy no this is a motorcycle club you don't even
0: have a
1: It's really bad. Uh, He's a shitty liar. I think he's also, like, Isaiah is just a bad actor. I think that's, like, the bigger problem.
0: And
1: And most of the time he doesn't need to have much range of emotion, so it really doesn't matter. Yeah. He just, like, scowls most of the time. It's fine. Um, I wrinkle shamed him, though, earlier.
0: I was like, hey, he's stressed.
1: It's okay that he's got those more hand wrinkles. It's my, like, weird Persian aesthetic mm-hmm. hang-up. I'm sorry. When your uncle is a plastic surgeon, you just, like, see opportunities everywhere. You're like, oh, have you thought about this? <laughs> I'm the worst. Anyway, um, okay, so that was Luke and his partner. Nothing's really going on with Izzy, except now she's the weapons master, in addition to the most renowned medical examiner.
0: But she did flirt with that hot doctor.
1: Oh, hot doctor! I forgot. Oh, thank you, Anne.
0: That was my. I was like, if anybody's gonna go to Bone Zone in this episode, it should be Izzy and Hot Doctor, who his name is Charlie. So he's a named character.
1: Yep. So like he's gonna come back. It's gotta happen. Yeah. Something's gonna happen. I mean, he might be evil. Like we just he's don't know.
0: Probably evil. Because what happened was he introduced himself to Izzy by helping her get her snack out of the vending machine. And the last time a strange person helped Izzy for no reason... It was
1: no, surprising. Sebastian. So... It's not promising. Yeah. She attracts trouble, like jalapeno face. Yeah.
0: Well, we noticed that her, her boob tat has moved
1: It's up, moved so up! It's officially a chest tat. They, like, de the the rune. <laughs> yeah.
0: Again, because I think, like, they realized, like, oh, this is the first rune that you get. It's, like, the, the angel rune. And it's the one you're supposed to get when you're 12. So her getting it across her boobs doesn't
1: make Poor any sense. Poor so choices. Poor choices.
0: and make it...
1: But, like, continuity, more. guys. Con like, to fucking-nuity. It doesn't
0: make any sense. But I noticed, also, they did up their budget for werewolf CGI. Yeah, the werewolves looked better this with, season, with for
1: sure. I mean... You're not wrong. Oh, let's talk about... Let's talk about, um... Clary and her blades. Oh! Oh, my... Okay, okay. So... This actually segues really well. Izzy has become weapons master, right? Mm-hmm. And now Clary becomes an official shadow hunter. She gets her angel rune. She's all, like, legit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it is. Um, and so Izzy is like, okay, it's time to, like, find your signature weapon. And yeah, and I was like, this is so Harry Potter. Because she's like, oh, yeah, just, like, follow your gut. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, doesn't feel like plagiarism at all, Cassandra. Um, because, you know, if you, again, remember back to our first episode, Cassandra Clare, alleged plagiarist. Moving on. Mm -hmm. So, Anne.
0: So Clary's following her gut, picking up her weapons, and, like, watch her pick Valentine's weapon, because that's what... Harry Potter did was pick out, like, a wand
1: that was connected to Voldemort's mm-hmm, wand. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, turns out that's exactly what she did. Well, one of them... Okay, so w- w- this was actually really embarrassingly funny. Embarrassing for them, not for us. Because <laughs> um, she picked two blades, yeah. right? Yeah, she's got two daggers, just dual-wielding
0: the daggers, just like I do in Skyrim. I respect it.
1: And um, we find out, because she shows them to Luke? Yeah. Was it Luke? Okay. So, and she shows him one of them, and he's like, oh, that's, that's- your... And before he said that, I was like, oh, my God, it's going to be her mom's. So one of them was her dad's mm-hmm. and the other one was her mom's. Wah, wah, wah. So Anne and I could write this show. So, just just put it, it out there. Hire ah. us. <laughs> um, and fans help us, you know, elevate yeah. our platform. Yeah. So yeah. they notice us and let us write for their show because <laughs> we do a great job. We would be such good Shadowhunters I can, writers. I write this. Yeah, we'll start with fan fiction. Yeah, I feel like Anne and I would make a really solid writing team. Mm. Just Mm -hmm. saying, I'm just putting this out into the universe. If anyone's listening, (laughs) I'm just putting it out there, (laughs) putting out the vibes. Okay. Um, what else happened in Shadow? Oh, actually, okay. I wrote down. I was like, I have to write down this line because it's so funny. So, if you remember the end of season two of Shadowhunters, Simon gets manipulated by the Seelie Queen into kind of getting stuck temporarily in the Seelie realm. This this was, yeah, the Sarah Highland version of her. Seely Queen can change her age. It will. It's so weird. It is weird. Um, but she aged back down, obviously, because one, Sarah Highland and Dominic Sherwood broke up, and wow. so I think she realized, like, this is beneath me. I'm not going to do this anymore. Yeah, <laughs> um, so we're back to the baby Seely Queen. Um, and Simon is trying to make an argument for why he should be able to leave. Mm-hmm. He's like, I sang you a song about nature. because <laughs> like, Yeah, it was so bad. It was, bad. It was <laughs> real rough. And she was like, oh, yeah, like, David Bowie. Oh, my God. That was such a bad. It was, like, comparable to when Magnus name dropped Casanova. And I'm like, guys, you're trying too hard. Or, like, Michelangelo. I don't know. He referenced someone. Probably both of them, let's Mm, be honest. Um, I mean, wouldn't put it past Magnus, let's be honest. Um, But it's, like, cool it, Shadowhunters writers. Like, be a little more discreet. Again, hire us. We have really good ideas. We're very educated. Anyway... So, Clary and Jace, as far as we know, still have not boned. It's very disappointing for everyone involved. But
0: they were comfortable wear comfortable
1: loungewear. <throat> but they wear sexy loungewear. Mm-hmm. So. I think some, like, you know, little, like, mauve booty
0: shorts like that. Yeah,
1: they were so cute. So, or some
0: just,
1: like, real comfy gray sweatpants like Jace had. Fashion. Yeah, except he did that. Fashion. Fashion. <laughs> oh, my God. He did that. I... I said this to Anne while we were watching. He did that like really annoying dude pose where they have one arm behind their head and he's like, I just wanna hold you and so he's like holding her with he's one arm really and her. still is like propping up She's his just there. I like I remember so vividly one of my boyfriends in high school doing that and I'd be like, What is your arm doing? I can't be
0: comfortable.
1: It's ju- your It and it's kind of like the arm version of man spreading. Yeah, it is exactly that <clears throat> and it, it just irritates me to no end i'm like please stop like you said you want to hold her move your other fucking arm i don't
0: think jay
1: smells very good really i was gonna say i think he smells really good but also all the shadow hunters do yeah maybe they have like really extra strength de- whoa extra strength deodorant yeah, shadow hunter yeah, deodorant there's a rune for that there probably is though well,
0: it's, it's the part of the uh, like the non-detection room so it's like you don't want mundane oh so you to, can't like,
1: smell,
0: you or smell you. i,
1: I would know. buy that i would buy that for sure um but also everyone on shadow hunters is so pretty and i just think pretty people smell good because mm-hmm. i don't know
0: or do they smell bad because they can get away with it
1: that might be true of men, but not of women, because go. women are expected to be super groomed. Mm-hmm. So pretty women have obviously, like, taken showers or at least used a lot of dry shampoo. Yeah. Men, who knows? Who the fuck knows? I don't know.
0: Mystery.
1: I'm not an expert in that particular arena. Um, so okay. What we got going on? In Shadowhunters? Um, Magnus is no longer the High Warlock of Brooklyn. And he was, like, excited about being able to take on clients again, but also, like, pretty he sad. He did not know
0: how excited he was. He
1: wasn't Also, I realized, I mean, Ma- I, uh, not Magnus, warlocks in general, like, probably don't need to worry about money. Because
0: mm-hmm, they're immortal. Because...
1: You save it up. Right. But he was excited about bringing on clients, and it's like, oh, yeah, when you are the high warlock and you're not taking clients, like, where is your revenue coming from? Are you, like, taking it? Are you creating it? Like, what's going on? Mm-hmm. Can you, like, magic stocks? so
0: alchemy turning things into gold
1: we don't know but that seems like kind of a rough deal if you're the high warlock and you can't see clients and so you're just like in it for the good of warlocks that's why
0: so passionate about it
1: I guess Um, is there anything else? what are we not covering? do we cover everything? I
0: feel like we covered it Uh, in summary watch the show it's great
1: oh my god tell your friends we'll do a more in-depth we'll do a dive shadow in special. because we love shadow hunters really it'll make you happy i promise even if you're laughing at it mm-hmm. it'll make it's you happy funny, if you're at it. yeah and especially if you're watching because the I first season do. if
0: i'm watching this with somebody and they're like this is so goofy
1: Oh, I know. it is goofy it and then you can make all sorts of jokes about the makeup intern and the hair intern mm-hmm. and the mm-hmm. cgi intern Love it because they couldn't afford any like real professionals in the first season so everything was super janky it was so janky they, really need,
0: they, they went through a well-deserved reimagining
1: season two yeah they and they got a full season because the first season was only 13 episodes and they got a full 20 episode run in the second season and they're getting a full 20 episode run this season so so fuck you cassandra clare but also thank you freeform for giving us us this gem of a show we're very excited to continue on. And so we've decided to theme our signature game Yay. around Shadowhunters. So today we're going to talk about Shadowhunters characters. Mm-hmm. And we're going to bring around... Do you want to do Governor Brown first yeah. since we were talking about her? Okay, so because she's very topical, we're roll-jazzed. My most liked Instagram photo is a picture of me and Governor Brown. I love it. Just saying. I was really excited. I showed it to everyone after I I was like, look at me and Governor Brown um, because she's like my, she's our idol. We love her. She's like this tiny little ball of joy. Yeah. And I work in the DV space and she is also someone who has spoken out from her own DV experiences and as um a huge proponent of a bill that just passed both of our state legislatures and presumably has been signed, um, about banning people who are convicted stalkers or um domestic abusers from being able to buy guns. Mm-hmm. That was something she really pushed for in the legislature yeah. and
0: it's it was one of the first major pieces of gun legislation to happen after the Parkland shooting. Yep. And it was had been in the works for a long time, but it made the news because of that. And I was like, again, Oregon, yeah, leading the
1: country. So sorry, I forgot that this was an audio platform because I (laughs) I made a peace sign at Anne. Um, But anyway, Kate Brown, super relevant, both just in general and to us personally. Mm -hmm. Um, So we decided we're gonna start with Kate Brown and who Kate Brown's favorite Shadowhunters character would be. And I honestly haven't thought about it at all. So Let's take, let's take like 30 seconds and let's see if we come up with the same thing. Cause normally we do. Okay. I have an idea. I also have an idea. Who wants to go first?
0: I'll go, I'll go first. Okay. And we'll, we'll, we'll see for the thing. Okay. So a lot of the times on, when we play this game, we're talking about like, oh, who do they like, do they see themselves in or who are they most like? But in, and sometimes it's about like, oh, like who are they like, aspirationally would be like, who would they want to be more like? And for me, it's like I think she would just have like, a tender part of her heart for Izzy, and okay. I say that because Izzy is a fighter, mm-hmm. obviously because she's got the weapons. But more deep than that, Izzy's aspiration in life when she was younger was to be part of the um,
1: Iron Sisters. The
0: Iron Sisters. She wanted to basically like dedicate her life. To like that order of shadow hunters and their um they're the weapons.
1: Like, yeah, they make it? the weapons. Mm-hmm.
0: But it's like a society of women that are very like noble and
1: totally bound. removed from society. Mm-hmm. Um, shadow Hunters has two entities, one are the silent brothers, and they're kind of like I don't know, almost like spooky monks. Well, spooky monk they're like monks slash judges. Yeah, like they like, have a they lot have of the Yeah, exactly. And then wedding. Mm-hmm. and, and like death for... ceremonies yeah. and whatever and then the iron sisters are kind of their female equivalent and it's kind of cool that they're actually the weapons people
0: mm-hmm.
1: luke's sister does she die though she
0: might because she also betrays the order
1: she betrayed a lot of people like mm-hmm. in very quick succession anyway keep going izzy
0: so even though like that wasn't izzy's path in the end i think the server's like hey like You know, I, a lot of my, like, action in the world is grounded in, like, womanhood and standing up for values. And even if, like, my path didn't go the way I expected, I'm still finding fulfillment. So that's why I say Izzy.
1: Okay. I definitely considered Izzy, and I think Izzy is definitely a serious Kate Brown contender Mm. but the person I'm personally drawn to is Clary Mm. again because she is this leader like unintentional leader um where she is thrown into the shadow world and the shadow world is super regimented and there are so many ways that are just like how things are like Mm. Clary will be like what what is this and they'll be like that's just how things are Clary and she's like but no that's stupid um and I think Kate Brown is similarly like an accidental leader. Mm-hmm. Not that she doesn't have like true leadership qualities, but in so many ways, she's.
0: She was Secretary of State before she was governor, mm-hmm. and then just kind of became governor after governor resigned.
1: Became governor and became again like the first LGBTQ governor mm-hmm. and one of the only female governors, they are very, six, there are six female governors, something like that. Mm -hmm. I don't know, it's a very small number. Um, And so she is this really unique character in the same way I think Clary, even though she's kind of dumb sometimes, and I call her a dumb bitch like (laughs) most of the time, very affectionately. She makes a lot of mistakes, but I think at her core it's just because she's young and is still learning and still developing. Yeah. Um, But at her core, she is someone who is always going to stand up for what she thinks is the right thing and um, is always going to be this leader in so many ways, one due to her parentage and the like, just significance of how powerful her parents Mm -hmm. were Mm -hmm. Um, and her relationship to the angel and how she can shoot fucking sunlight out of her hand. Like, and we can go into the Mary Sue aspect of that when we <laughs> do our, like, full deep dive. But I think Clary would, would definitely be up there. And Clary and Izzy actually share a lot of characteristics. Yes, they're, friends. they're friends. They're both hugely independent badass women who do not let other people tell them what to do Mm -hmm. and are both, like, hugely inspiring. Yeah, they're such realized female characters, and that's something I think we're really starting to talk about in 2017, 2018 is, like... Okay, actualized female characters don't have to be, I'm using quotations, strong women. Mm -hmm. Because everyone makes mistakes. That's what makes you a real person. You don't have to be this like impenetrable fearless mm-hmm. mistakeless person. You can and
0: should break down crying every now and
1: then. Absolutely. You should have you should have flaws. You should I don't know, real people have problems. Yep. And so Clary and Izzy are hugely powerful women, but they don't they do stupid shit. Like dogs that's dogs just the reality of it. It's they're 18 And people do stupid things, but they're still awesome characters. And Kate Brown, I feel like, would see herself in both of them and would admire both of them. them. Yeah. 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 Okay. So our second option. Okay, this is getting into... Okay. So my friend Becca and I went to Austin... Recently, We were accidentally there during South by Southwest because really all we wanted to do was see Love It or Leave It. Mm -hmm. It just so happened that Love It or Leave It was happening by South by Southwest. Also, if you're local, it's called South By. You don't say South by Southwest. Everyone was like, oh, my God, are you here for South By? And I was like, you guys are such dicks. Um... (laughs) Anyway, so we were heading to Austin, and Ted Wheeler, mayor of Portland, was on our flight to Austin. And Becca and I are both pretty um, politically tuned in. Mm -hmm. And Ted Wheeler, if you're not local, is...
0: He's not the most popular man. He's
1: though. not the most popular, and it's like not really his fault even honestly. Like I don't think anyone would have done well in the Trump era. Yeah. Like it's not it's yeah. not a fair circumstance to find yourself in, especially to unexpectedly find yourself mm-hmm. in. Like I don't hold too too much against him because I don't know that I would necessarily be doing much better in his shoes. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, he has Again, he has floss. He's a real person. And, like, being a white dude in the era of Trump is just, like, not really ideal in terms of leadership. But anyway, also, Anne introduced me to a really great Twitter oh, account. Ted, Ted, Ted Wheeler Googling. It's so good. It's so <laughs> good. Um, Anyway, so Ted Wheeler was on our flight and we saw him when we were boarding and we were like smacking each other, being like, oh my god, it's Ted Wheeler! Because we're, you know, How the... did
0: you recognize him? Because he looks like every other white guy.
1: Well, I've seen him in person. Oh, that's why. <laughs> so, and so is Becca, actually. So we've both seen I him in person. Be able to him oh. He is, uh, he's, pretty he's pretty generic looking.
0: Not a generic look, which is not, you know, he does. It's not, it's not a dig guy. Yeah.
1: Um, but I've seen him in person. Um and so we're standing in line for our Alaska flight. Um and he turns out to be sitting two rows in front of us, because Becca made a crack. She was like, Oh, I wonder if he's in business class. But he wasn't. He was actually sitting in coach with the rest yeah, of us. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so he's sitting two rows ahead of us and it was a direct flight from portland to austin so becca would periodically because she was sitting in the aisle and ted was sitting in the aisle would like peek over at what he was doing and would tell me what he was reading because we're creepy like that I mean, yeah. um and then we were sort of speculating like if he's going to austin he must be going to south by like there's no other and now i'm saying south, south by it's well it's just south by southwest is such a mouthful Um, But we were like, he must be going for that. Like, it doesn't make sense why he would be going for any other reason. Um, And... We were kind of speculating why that might be. And Becca was like, Oh, I wonder if it's like a hip mayor's conference. And she was being like super sarcastic. And then later on, like a couple days later, we thought back to it because we saw him get off the plane and like meet these important looking people who were there to meet him and whatever. Um, And we were in a lift. And I was like, I wonder what he was doing here. And so I look up the South by like schedule. And it was a hip oh mayor's conference. Goodness. It was like a progressive mayor's oh for change goodness. conference. She gets right. She was. <laughs> it was one of those things like one of my favorite stories, um, just like shenanigans stories, is my friend Tori and I were at this bar and the bartender had a big scar on his oh. arm. And so we were drinking and we were like, ooh, let's guess where the bartender's scar came from because, you know, What else do you do? Um, And so we were coming up with, like, all these ridiculous ideas. And I was like, fraternity hazing incident. And my friend Tori was like, Lita, that's not funny. Like, that could genuinely be real. And I looked at her like she was crazy. And so finally she gets drunk enough to ask. um, And he said, well, you know, I was at... The U of O, which is the University of Oregon, the U of O, and I was in this fraternity and my jaw dropped, like my jaw dropped. I was like, no way. Um, And it was a fraternity hazing incident. And it was like that moment, except for Ted Wheeler and a hip mayor's conference. (laughs) It was the like nerdier equivalent to that story. Fabulous. Um, (laughs) That's a really long lead-in to Ted Wheeler. We could talk first. We could have a whole episode probably about Ted Wheeler. We're not going to because he doesn't deserve it. But, oh, that was rough. Sorry. It's, I, I support
0: it. I think you're fine.
1: Okay. Anyway, think, yeah. we're going to talk about his favorite Shadowhunters character. Again, we're going to need to take some time because we didn't think about this at all. Oh, I've
0: been thinking about
1: it this whole time. Oh, really? Right okay, sorry. I've been talking this whole time, so yeah. I didn't think about it. It's pretty, pretty it's typical
0: of me. Ted Wheeler's favorite Shadowhunters character is Simon.
1: No, he's
0: fine. On paper, he's pretty great. He's in a band. He's like a supportive friend. He's got the classic, like, ducky, like, oh, I'm gonna crush on you, but you've been by so... But it's just like, in this day and age, do we really need a Simon? No. And that's why Ted Wheeler's favorite character is Simon.
1: That's so on point. I'm trying to think if even anyone else... I feel like Ted Wheeler is a Simon who, like, thinks he's a Jace or something like that.
0: Yeah. Or he just, like, ships Simon and Clary so oh, hard. He's and
1: doesn't one of he those. Without. Yeah. I can see that for sure. Because it's not really Ted Wheeler's fault that we've just moved on. Mm-hmm. You know, like, we didn't need.
0: Yeah, and it's it- not Simon's fault he's a vampire. But, uh, you know, well, maybe it is.
1: Not really his fault. Yeah shenanigans happened um he became kind of a pawn (laughs) but yeah ted wheeler it would be simon wow we also like really don't like simon so this is a huge huge insult to ted wheeler he's
0: fine but he's not my favorite and sometimes he just feels completely out of place
1: and you're just watching him and you're being like dude why are you doing that? Nobody
0: wants your stupid nightshade song. Like, literally, the Sealy Queen is the only one who's enjoying this right
1: now. And that's how we feel about Ted Wheeler a lot of the time. We're like, what are you doing? The Sealy Queen is like Columbia Sportsman. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Stone's Throne. I like it.
0: Anyway, you can follow us on Twitter.
1: <laughs> That's a great transition, and Well done. You can
0: follow us on Twitter at...
1: Vodka uh, what, what Lem Stand. Lem, L-E-M. Because our entire title was too long it's to be long. a Twitter handle. So Vodka Lem Stand. stand. Yeah. We're someday going to have a theme song. Yeah. We're really excited about so, it. Great things in the works. Yeah. Until then, uh, we're going ch- <laughs> to... These glasses are empty, but cheers!